two weeks ago, I said, just wait for the divisional round of the playoffs. It's the best football weekend of the year. That didn't work out so well. No. The wild card round was so much better yeah. than the divisional round. I was off on the traditionally, it's the other way around, but the wild card round was so much. And then the divisional round was very eh for me. Ash, it's Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller and Honorado and company. Didn't I tell you that? I think I said, that's going to be a lot to live up to. Those games were really, really good, and you always end up with some lopsided stuff going on if you get a really good weekend. So Can I, I would get conference championship Sunday to live up to the hype here. I mean, one versus two in the NFC, one versus three in the AFC, two really good matchups that I'm looking forward to for sure. We're going to break down those matchups. We've got the Pick 6 Vodka, NFL Pick'em to come, Performance Industrial, Dirty Difficult done. We have the Marcellus Appliance MVP of the month. This was yeah, a yeah. slam dunk for me. I think you picked it last week. I picked it or last month. I picked it this month. It was a, a no-brainer for me. Yeah. And our guest this week is Siena basketball head coach Carmen Massarello uh, ahead of the game against Iona, which is a Friday night game. If you're watching us on TV, we did this. Th- we, did this we did this thing live yeah. on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube the way we do every single Thursday morning. Uh, but we'll talk to Carm about how his Saints have, have been so good this season so far at seven and two in the MAC right now. Um, the coaches versus cancer game that is Friday and how that one really hits home this season. That's Carm in about a half hour. Let's get things going. is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Outfit House. Andy Heck and Katie Osborne are people at Alpen House uh, and again named one of the best companies in their industry to work for. That happens every single year with Alpen House. Uh, they just have that kind of culture and that incredible business. Let's just jump into it roll calling here. Carol's watching. Good morning, Carol. Jason's watching. What's up, Jay? How are you? Nick, he says, Hootay, still the big dogs. They are the defending AFC champs. Can they make it back-to-back in Kansas City on Sunday? And Sam is watching as well. We appreciate you guys all checking in with us here. If you just happen to watch us every weekend on TV, we appreciate you just as much as the people who find us on social media. So thank you for being part of the show each and every single week here on O&Co. Conference championship games. They've lived up matchup-wise to what we would want, right? I mean, Buffalo, Kansas City would have been a lot of fun too, but San Fran at Philly. I was kind of hoping Dallas at Philly because of the NFC East thing, but San Fran, Dallas, San Fran at Philly is the best team right now in yeah. maybe football. Forget just the NFC. Their winning streak they've got going and the defense being healthy and Brock Purdy playing at a very high level for not just a rookie quarterback and not just a third string quarterback, but the very last pick in the NFL draft. So maybe they're the best story going right now, as well as the best team in football. I want to start with the AFC game, though, Ash, because this one to me holds even more intrigue. It's a fifth straight title game appearance for the Kansas City Chiefs that is tied for the second longest streak in NFL history with the Raiders back in the John Madden days. Mm-hmm. The Patriots, of course, have the record. They, they went to eight straight AFC championship games. 
But here comes Cincinnati again, a team that went to Arrowhead last year and won it and then went to the Super Bowl. Can they do it again? And if they do, Ash, how do they do it? Listen, I, I, I didn't think they would do it last weekend, not because they're not good enough, but because of how depleted they were on the offensive line. And it didn't seem to affect them one iota in Buffalo. In fact, the Buffalo defense couldn't stop anything that Cincinnati threw at them. Aside from maybe two punts, I think I said, they scored every other possession, uh, whether it was a field goal or a touchdown. I think they just have to keep doing what they're doing in order to win this game. I think it'll be a more competitive game than the Buffalo game was. I think Kansas City will put up more of a fight than Buffalo did, um, depending on how healthy Patrick Mahomes is. I was going to say, all of this hinges on, uh, for me, the Bengals win this game not because of the offense. The Bengals win this game if those, if the defensive line, mm-hmm. which has three talented pass rushers on it, is able to bottle up and get to Patrick Mahomes. Now, Mahomes on Wednesday yeah. was a full practice participant. And afterwards, he said, AFC Championship Week, ready to go. Mm. Now, Listen, I don't know. I know about ankle injuries. I've never had a high ankle sprain, but I've seen other people with high ankle sprains who don't bounce back quite as well. He he might be pumped up with some, I don't know what, but it'll be all kinds of stuff. He might not be able to feel his ankle when he goes out there. On on top of the adrenaline he'll be feeling, yeah. yes. But here's the nice thing, you know, full participant practice that that buoys hopes for Chiefs fans, fine. But guys can't hit a quarterback in practice anyway. Right. They're not once, once they run. get once they get near him, yeah. they're not really putting pressure. Cincinnati no, is going to come after Patrick Mahomes. I, I I believe that, and they're going to rely on the back end of that defense to hold up in man cover. I think they're coming after Patrick Mahomes early. Let's find out what he's got. Right? I mean, sure. if if I'm calling the defensive plays for Cincinnati, the first drive against the Chiefs, mm-hmm. I'm bringing five six pass rushers every single time. I want to find out. Yeah. What does this guy have? It's like a pitcher who's got a bad ankle. I- I'm probably laying down a bunt early on in the game just to see what is his ability to move. Listen, I don't want to compare them because they're not the same, but that's what the Giants said when they went to play the Eagles. Hey, let's get after him early and and see how his shoulder is. Let's hit him. You say that, but you got to get there in order to do it. Uh, I-, I do think, though, like, listen, if he's practicing, he's got to be better than you think because even just – Like you saw him try to go back out there. He couldn't even walk on it. He was Mm -hmm. jumping around on one leg like that. Even just being able to walk and jog for me is, is a pretty significant step. And I get it. If you get hit, that's different. But for me, it's more about the mobility than anything. Not so much about getting hit as long as it doesn't get rolled up on again. But so, okay. And that's what I was going to say to your Hertz comparison here. That's a shoulder. Unless you get it. And, and you're not able to drive a quarterback into the ground anymore these days. So there's there's not a lot you can do to affect Hurts and the shoulder. Right. It was going to be whether or not Jalen Hurts decided on his own not to run the football, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the case. Mahomes, now it's now it's even just about – because Patrick Mahomes isn't like this great scrambler. He's great at extending the play mm-hmm. even behind the line of scrimmage. So And in the pocket, throwing off one yep. foot or even jump passes, like – is he able to do those things to exp- extend the play and buy himself some more time? That's yeah. what I want to find out if I'm the Cincinnati Bengals early on in that game Sunday. That's the 630 game. Okay, that's the second half yep. of yep. the championship weekend on Sunday. Here's the NFC matchup. 
Niners have made the NFC title game six of the last 12 years. It's unbelievable. I don't know people really uh, I don't think I knew that. You know what I mean? Like I know they've been there pretty often, but that's that's a heck of a streak that any team in the NFL would take. Any team would sign up for that. No Even question. the Patriots would sign up for that. They would have signed up for it three and four years ago. Yep. Eagles going back to 1980, three and two at home in a conference championship game. Our buddy, Dave, Dave Harmon. Fly, fly Eagles, fly. fly. Uh, his place, Westside Bar and Grill up in Saratoga Springs, will be rocking on Sunday for those two games. And I'm sure he will rally some Eagles fans to be around him on uh, on Sundays as they watch those two games. One seed, two seed. Eagles lost one game all year with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Right. Niners have not lost yet with Brock Purdy as their quarterback. Who's got the edge here? I'm going to say the Eagles, but only because I, I, both of their lines were really good the other day. And I think that the, the beauty of having a guy like Jalen Hurts at quarterback is that if you put pressure on him, he can extend plays, he can run. He's one of their best runners. And oh, by the way, they have Miles Sanders. So I just think that even putting pressure on them and getting to them doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to win the battle of that defensive and offensive line. I think he can still run. Um, and obviously his shoulder, clearly that, that doesn't matter quite as much, but the weapons that they have offensively are so good. I, I'm not I'm not going to vote against or, or say that the Niners can't win. I think they're a really, really good team. And, and like you said, maybe they're the best team in the NFL right now, but I'm going to go with the Eagles. That All wasn't right. my pick for that wasn't my pick for my picks because I, 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 just, I will I be just, rooting for the Niners. I just asked you who has the edge. I know. Yeah. Um, I'm with you. It's the Eagles. And again, it's because of the front four in Philadelphia. I saw the Cowboys get to Brock Purdy and yep. pressure him. Um, so I know it can be done. And if you think the Cowboys rush is good, and it is, it is good. Yeah. Phillies is even better. Uh -huh. So there, I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on Brock Purdy. Uh, road game, true road game in a conference set. They haven't been on the road in nearly a month. Mm -hmm. So they've gotten comfortable. They haven't traveled. They've been at home. Now you go to Philly, which is as raucous a place as any, against a really good pass rush. You mentioned the run game of Philadelphia. Yep. It's the best in the NFL. I think Philly has the edge here too. Again, they lost one game all year with Jalen Hurts as quarterback. I think we forget that, like, hey, when Hurts was healthy, everybody, everybody knew the Eagles were the best team in the right. NFC, and Hurts was the MVP favorite right. before he got injured. So, yeah. I, I, yeah, and we're I know we're going to talk about the MVP race if he doesn't miss those two games. My guess is it's not even as close as people think it is now. Yeah. Yeah, probably right. All right, let's take a quick time out here on Honorado and Company. Uh, when we come back, Ash has talked about it, the MVP race in the NFL. The five finalists have been named. Who's our MVP? And we'll also jump into the performance industrial dirty, difficult, done, as uh, one of our topics anyway is NFL-related. Back in only 30 seconds. Get a head start on summer fun with Elfenhaus RV. It's our preseason sales event going on now. Come in today to shop America's top brands like Forest River, Coachman, Keystone, and Grand Design. Right now, get this Coachman Catalina for only $3.06 a month, or this Primetime Tracer for only $2.52 a month. 
Our knowledgeable outfitters are here to help you find the perfect RV for your family. Shop online anytime at alpenhouserv.com. Buy with confidence at Alpenhouse RV, your total camping outfitter. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. That pick six vodka, NFL pick them still to come. Shout out to our people at Marcella's, Johnny Marcella, my guy over there. All of our appliances at home are from Marcella's Appliance Center, the two locations, flagship store in Schenectady, and the ever-growing shop up in Clifton Park as well. Novice Clothing Company, our buddies there, Nick and Garrett Bernardo, and we'll get into that performance industrial dirty difficult done as well here very shortly. Uh, Some more shout outs here. Ryan's weighing in. D-line. So he's with me. Yep. I like it. And I like when people find us on YouTube as well. Thanks for hanging out with us here, Ryan, a little bit on Honorado and company. The MVPs are out. The candidates, anyway. The finalists. Here we go. Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Burrow, or Jefferson. Four quarterbacks, one receiver. Is this an offensive league or what? Four quarterbacks and one receiver. Who you got? Uh, for me, like I said, I think if Jalen Hurts didn't miss two games, this is more a little bit more of a conversation for me, but it's Patrick Mahomes. And I don't, it's not even really that close for me. The guy has thrown for, like, if we're going to make the Burrow argument, he's thrown for 800 more yards than Burrow with the same number of interceptions and like six more touchdowns. I just think, and he's run for 400 or whatever. And I know the, the difference is Hurts has run for like 750 yards and 13 touchdowns. And I think that's what ultimately would put Hertz over the hump because what he doesn't throw for, he's thrown for like half the touchdowns of Patrick Mahomes, but what he doesn't throw for, he's basically rushed for basically not, not quite the equivalent, but what he brings with his legs is so dynamic. I just think missing those two games, it's, it's unfair to kind of say that those numbers are the same. Um, So I'm going with Mahomes. This will surprise you. Nick's weighing in on how his boy Burrow did in the regular season against both Mahomes. And That's then not how we pick MVPs. Without. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah, for me, it's it's Mahomes here, too. I, I'm just debating in my head. I, Mahomes will win. I'm debating yeah. in my head whether or not I think he absolutely should win. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For me, it feels like Jalen Hurts. The, the Eagles, for the longest time, we're the best team in football. I, I'm mm-hmm. trying to just compartmentalize here. Yep. Hurts playing, best team in football. Correct. Hurts not this playing, is, not best team. This in is football. two games. Yeah. And so, okay, the, the, now you know, I know. Now they're not the best. Team. I, but I when think you, it, I think it should be Hurts. If you add two games, do the numbers still? I mean, there's no way the numbers still match up. I mean, you're no. talking 41 touchdowns from a Holmes passing to his 22. Like that gap is significant for me. And I understand it's they have a really good rushing game and I'm sure some of those passing touchdowns were taken away by rushing touchdowns, including his own rushing touchdowns, if not Miles Sanders rushing touchdowns. But for me, uh, Mahomes is a talented enough runner. Mahomes ran for four touchdowns. Um I, I just think like the gap in the passing touchdowns is too much for me. Okay. And they're the one seed. They're the one seed on, on, in the division as well, so it's not like the two teams were that different, but I get the argument that when Jalen Hurts doesn't play, it's a totally different team. 
And and to be fair, if Patrick Mahomes didn't play, it would be a totally different team. Too. Of course. Well, Chad Henney, I don't know. Look out, Chad Henney. I know one one draw, and that's what I'm. See if we'll see what happens if you get Chad Henney in the AFC Championship game. To be fair, yeah. Mahomes lost arguably his best weapon on offense. I know you say Travis Kelsey, but Tyreek Hill leaving, while Hurts got an absolute monster of a receiver in the offseason in A.J. Brown. So Mahomes loses, Hurts gains, and, and, and Mahomes still does what he did. So that 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 part of it should not be overlooked, what Patrick Mahomes was able to do this year despite losing Cheetah. Yeah, I just think it's so funny. And I can't remember anything quite like this Jalen Hurts situation. I think we've talked about it before. This is a guy who a year ago was not the franchise quarterback. They were going to either draft someone or bring someone in. He was not the guy. He wasn't good enough. They didn't believe in him. And now we're talking about him being the MVP of the league, them being the number one seed in the NFC and a potential Super Bowl champ. Like it blows my mind how I've never, I can't remember anything like it in the NFL going from just like almost irrelevant and not no. wanting him to being your franchise quarterback. And, and trying to lead this team to the Super Bowl. Sienna head coach Carm Massarello, Massarello, hello, coming up on the show here in about, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes or so. Sam wants us to throw some love the ladies' way. We'll do that. Home game for the Sienna. Gold Rush. On Thursday, yes, the Gold Rush uh, is in full effect. All right, let's keep things moving here. And now, dirty, difficult, and done. Presented by Performance Industrial. That great crew that Bill Miller has at Performance Industrial where there is no job that's too dirty or too difficult for he and his team to get done. Uh, I'm going to throw a little shout out here to our buddy Greg's son, Ethan, who's watching the show. Um, Why isn't he at school? I don't know. Maybe sick. Shouldn't he be at school? I mean, I. Why aren't you at school, Ethan? Now, if you Ethan is not old enough to have a cell phone yet, but but when he is, <laughs> if he were to sneak the phone into a classroom just to watch the show, I would approve of that. There's good educational value to this program. All right, Ash, you're up first, as you always are with the dirty, difficult done. All right, Nick, I'm coming at you, buddy, because oh I am. Listen, I liked the Bengals for a really long time, but I am done. I'm done. Right now, I'm done with them. I'm going to root against them. I'm going to root for the Chiefs because I'm so sick. It, oh, listen, for a, a half second, it was funny. The, the first time they mentioned the refund, it was funny. Maybe. The second, third, fourth, and fifth time, and every time after that, it's not funny anymore. I'm so sick of hearing about the refunds. Number one, Nick, because they sell tickets to every version of an AFC-NFC championship game They didn't only sell tickets to the neutral site game. They weren't counting the Bengals out. They sold tickets to Jags Bengals as well. People got refunds there. So just shut up about the refunds already. I'm annoyed. They're annoying. It's not cute. They're not likable when they do it. It's like they're being little babies. Listen, you guys were really good sports, really good sports when it came to the DeMar Hamlin thing. That is what set up this whole situation about the neutral site game. You were good about saying, yep, we're going to cancel this game for the right reason. And now you complain that there's a coin flip. You complain that there's a neutral site game. Oh, God, just be quiet already. I'm done with the Bengals. I, I'm just really sick of it. It's annoying. 
I was I was going to add up like yeah they were they were being petty about the coin flip thing like, like here's I, I don't know I just everybody has their own coaching approach in terms of the messaging all this stuff right. if if I were a coach okay and this is cliche too they're all cliches I would have said we will play Baltimore anywhere we'll go to Baltimore yeah. we'll play them at our, at our we'll play them in a dome we'll Put us anywhere. We will play anywhere in the playoffs. I don't care who it's against or where we play it. We are good enough to win anywhere. Like instill that confidence but in that's, your team that as has opposed to, be your to any seeds of doubt that like, well, boy, I don't know if, if, if we're not at home, I don't know that we can win that game. And, you know, oh, this is a disrespected angle now that, like, right. they're going to play with this chip on their shoulder. You're the defending AFC champions. You don't need a chip on your shoulder. I mean, if you're just trying to create a way to, to motivate guys, mm, I don't love it. You're the defending AFC champions. You went to Arrowhead last year. Go do it again. But also keep it in the locker room. If you need to do that to get yourselves ready for a game, have at it. But keep it okay. in the locker room because it looks more petty and more annoying when every post-game interview, it's like, yeah. <laughs> well, go, go get your refunds. Yeah, everybody who bought tickets for every other AFC and NFC championship game scenario is getting a refund. What have we done to UConn? We had Albany Academy star Andre Jackson on the show December 27th was when he was on the show. Well, I shouldn't say that. We recorded with him on the 27th. The show aired on the 28th, I believe. Now, that night, the Huskies beat Villanova. Yes. They improved After to 14-0. They are 3-6 and six since Andre appeared on Owen Co. From 13-0 and 0 to now 16-6, and six, they'll be out of the top 25 because they were ranked 19th earlier this week when they lost again to Xavier. Those six losses, twice to Xavier, once to Marquette, a ranked team, once to Providence, good Big East squad. St. John's. St. John's team and a Seton Hall game they should have won. Oh. Six losses since we had our boy Andre on. You've said it now for like two weeks. He's never coming on this show again. Never coming on again. What is going what on? Is, what do we think, like – can't we just call it a win after the first win after he was on the show? Like, is the Villanova game enough to be like, wasn't on us? Right. Now the rest is on you guys. Maybe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's not like they lost six in a row. They won first after maybe, they came on. Maybe the argument should be he needs to be on every More. week. More. He yeah. wasn't on the next week, so it yeah. threw everything off. Yeah, maybe that's – I like that. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm rooting for you. You know, I love yeah. – I call him Danny Hurley. You know, I love Dan Hurley. And they had they had bouts with COVID. Hurley missed a game because of COVID. I mean, it's been a very difficult three weeks for this UConn Huskies program that was up to – they were in the top five mm -hmm. at one point. I love Dan Hurley, Jersey guy. Of course, Andre's on that team. I'm rooting for this team to do well. That would be fun if they did, but they're struggling right now. It hurts my heart to root for that team, but I only root for them because of Andre. Yeah, well, if yeah, a yeah. UConn team never won again in my entire life, I would not care. Yeah, back to that Big East rivalry. Yeah, yep. I get it. I get it. Okay, that was it for me. The most hated team when I was in school, aside from Georgetown, but UConn was better at the time. Scott Rowland is going to the Hall of Fame. He's the only guy going to the Hall of Fame voted in by the writers. Fred McGriff yeah. is the only guy going 
I call it the Veterans Committee. It's the yeah. uh, New Era Baseball yeah. something. Okay, whatever. It's a third baseman in Roland and a first baseman in McGriff. Roland's the only guy who got 75% or more of the vote. How? I hate asking, does he deserve to get in? Because, and I, I've done this, but I'm older now and I'm trying not to be that person. Because I've, I've, I've played that debate a thousand times. Do they deserve to be in? Well, they're in. And I don't want to besmirch somebody's career by yeah. pointing out the reasons why they don't belong in the Hall yeah. of Fame. And I'm very picky when it comes to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think every other sport yeah. just inundates too many, with too many guys. Yeah, but now it feels like we're headed in that direction. Oh, baseball's already there. But I, I'm going to blame it on the steroid era. I really am. Because you've got guys who – and I'm not blaming it on – the writers, because I don't think they should have to put the steroid guys in. But you've had these guys filling up the ballot for God knows how long and not getting in. And it now just feels like it's a matter of like, well, we can't put nobody in. So we have to put somebody in. And you're getting enough votes toward one guy who, listen, he's a fringe Hall of Famer. He's a fringe Hall of Famer. My thing is, when you watched Scott Rowland play baseball, did you think this guy's a Hall of Famer? No, I never at any point thought that. His quotes when he got, like, he didn't ever think he would get into the Hall of Fame. And I'm not saying that that's a reason not to put him in. But now we're trending toward putting guys in because it's like, hey, we got to put somebody in. Well, no, we don't have to. Let's right. leave it out. If you don't put anyone in for the next three years, the four guys who were new to the ballot, I wouldn't put a single one of them in. I know. It just feels yeah. like we're trending in a bad direction. Yeah, we're we're already there. It's already there, and and I hate to pin it all on one guy, but like when Harold Baines went in, I think we all looked at each other like, "Wait a minute, <laughs> Harold Baines." Okay, so now, and then you start to play the game. Well, if he's in, then, why then this guy's got to go in, and then this guy's got to go in, and it becomes a domino effect. Scott Rowland, eight gold gloves. I will never use the All Star category no. as a reason why somebody had a great career. Never, 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 no. never. Because fans vote on it, and I don't, I just don't count it. I get it, but guess what? He was only a seven-time All Star in seventeen seasons. Like that, to me, is like all you should need to know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's some of the guys who didn't get in. We want to play this game. Who yeah. didn't get in? Todd Helton, darn close. Mm -hmm. He'll end up getting in. Of course, I don't view him as a Hall of Famer. He'll end I up. I don't getting. see Todd Helton as a Hall of Famer. Billy Wagner will get in as well here. Maybe we have to get to 75%. I think Wagner gets in. He's only got a couple of years left, I believe. Eh, more than Helton's that. got like five more years still. Yes, he will absolutely get in. And Wagner will get in too. I'm not so sure about Andrew Jones. Prior to this vote, I thought. He was at 40 something? I thought he will get in. Yeah. I didn't think this year, but I thought he will get in. But at 58. I know. Now I'm not so sure. Now I'm not so sure. Chef and I would put, for me, Wagner and Jones in ahead of Helton or me Scott. Like that, that, I mean, that's, I get it. It's a personal thing, but I would put both of them in ahead of, like Andrew Jones was the best player. I'm not going to say of his generation because Griffey is sort of no. in that generation, but be, one of the best center fielders of that generation. He is the Billy best. Wagner was the greatest closer of his when he was in there. You know what I mean? And I, I know you didn't have a long career, but like you were the best at what you did for the time that you were. Look, Wagner pitched the same era as Mariano Rivera. Yeah, I get that. Um, and you're always going to compare him 
you know, and Trevor, Trevor Hoffman, Hoffman to Mariano Rivera. You're going to get that. And that, but that's, that's unfair to say they shouldn't get in because they don't match up to those guys. Those guys were the greatest ever to do it. The greatest ever to do well, it. Well, Wagner to me is better than Hoffman. Wagner well, was unhittable. He should be in. Andrew Jones for me is the best defensive center fielder I've ever seen. And that includes Edmonds who made ridiculous catches. That includes Griffey. It includes the guys now who, who make these Spider-Man catches like Kevin Pillar. Andrew Jones is the best center fielder defensively I've ever seen play the game. I watch a lot of Braves games. He's the best I've ever seen do it. Now Sheffield is interesting here. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Sheffield's interesting because he is a proven steroid yes. user. He can't go in. Had the cream. But 55 is cream and the clear, remember? Now Sheffield doesn't have a lot of time left. Yeah. Um but but I'm I'm surprised at the number here. A-Rod is in the high 30s mm-hmm. uh after this vote. So next year New to the Hall of Fame ballot. Yeah, Andre, I'm going to say. Beltre those, is a slam dunk. 3,000 hits in his career. He goes in easy. None of the uh, other David, three. David Wright will not get in. No. Now, here's what's interesting. I, I read a lot about this in, in the last week since Roland went in. A lot of smart baseball people think Joe Maurer gets in. And, 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 and it's not even like a real conversation around Like, oh, yeah, he'll get into the Hall of Fame. Okay. Um, Chase Utley – Good player, no. not a Hall of Famer. No, all time best second baseman. No, for no. me, for me, I'm not putting Mauer in either. But uh, listen, I think the fact that you're on the ballot for ten years helps these guys because ultimately, I don't know if writers start to feel bad or, mm-hmm. in this case, they're running out of options, so their votes have to go somewhere. I feel like yeah. you know you're not going to fill out a ballot and not check anyone, um, so the votes have to go somewhere. But for me, uh, I agree. Beltre in the rest, no. But like you said, Mauer will probably get in. Maybe Utley gets in. I know. Yeah, I'm th- there just seems to be a lot of momentum even behind a guy like Chase Utley, which is surprising to me, yeah. very surprising to me. All right, let's take another time out here on Honorado and Company. When we come back, Sienna head coach Carm Massarello ahead of a big Friday night game against Iona with a great meaning behind it as they will honor certainly two members of their family now gone to cancer. Back on Honorado and Company right after this. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcellus Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. You've heard of Unsung Heroes. The men and women of Nyscoba are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. Nyscoba honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. The Alpenhouse family are big supporters of the Siena College programs. 
Andy is a grad. He's got those beautiful courtside seats. I see him sitting at every now and then. I know kids went to Siena and all this good stuff. So Siena runs in the uh, the Heck family for sure. As we tee up Carm Massarello, I'm, I'm looking at his shot here, Ash, and I don't see Coach. Coach, we don't see you, pal. So it may just be a matter of, of getting the camera turned on. Uh, but while we do that, while we wait for that, let's get into our next segment here, which we do at the end of every single month, and that is the Marcellus MVP of the month. It's time for the Marcellus Appliance Center MVP of the month. All right, we shouted him out already. Johnny Marcella, Nick Madalone. Uh, I yelled supporter. at Nick a little bit. Uh, you did. Big supporters of the program here, and uh, and we so appreciate that each and every single week uh, on O and Co. So the Marcella's MVP of the month again, Ash. I said this is easy for me. It's Brock Purdy. I mean, who yeah. has had a better month? And now it's a month plus, but a better month than this guy. Everybody keeps calling him Mr. Irre- Irrelevant, which I know he is. The last pick in that NFL draft. But he's 4-0 in the month of January, eight touchdowns, one rushing, so give him nine if you want, and only one interception. And he's got the Niners in the NFC Championship game as a third-string quarterback. This guy wasn't drafted like, hey, help us win a Super Bowl, Brock. This was, we need to fill a roster spot, and it has happened to just kind of work out. And oh, by the way, we have Trey Lance and we have Jimmy Garoppolo and we have all these other options. They probably thought this guy wasn't going to see the field for three, four years if they were lucky. And like, maybe he wouldn't even be their backup after that. Like, you know what I mean? I I just think they probably never imagined in their wildest dreams that this would be the scenario that they were in. But I bet they're counting their lucky stars that they picked that guy and and made him Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, I don't think the plan was ever for this guy to see the field and let Barry. Yeah, I just mean, like, you don't think injuries are going to happen to two of your quarterbacks and you're going to throw him on the field in his first in his rookie season. Um, but that's exactly what's happened. And nobody's been better in the NFL than, than Brock Purdy, especially he just seems like calm, cool, collected under pressure. You don't expect that from a rookie, even when he, he's been really good when he's been pressured. Like when they, when you run blitzes at him, his numbers are better than when you don't. So um, yeah, I, he's just been really, really good. He's likable. He's kind of that yes. quiet, calm guy as someone said he looks like he's still in high school like this is a guy who it's kind of crazy and there have been flashbacks to when Iowa State played against Oklahoma and it was Purdy versus Hertz and it was an incredibly high scoring game uh, and Oklahoma and Hertz just edged Brock Purdy and Iowa State so I don't know that we're in for one of those this one certainly feels like a defensive battle for me that they'll be waging on a on Sunday. And and I kind of hope it is a more low scoring and maybe you get a late field goal. Like I think it was Sam who said that Cowboys Niners game was pretty defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And Nick approves from ourselves. Oh, thanks Nick. We'll take that. Even though you berated him uh, earlier. Okay. Let's bring in Car Massarello here. He's got a tight schedule. I know that. Let's bring in the coach ahead of the Friday night game against Iona. Um, we've got a lot to cover here with Carm. Carm, it's good to see you, man. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. I'm. Uh, I'm in Coach Coach Mike Demos's office as uh, I was having computer difficulties, and uh, Mike had to, you know, do some magical work here. But uh, obviously, uh, let me get. I want to be centered. I know it's the opposite of what you think. But um, no, you know, tough tough few days for our basketball family. Obviously, uh, I think it's really fitting that, 
you know, this game is our coaches versus cancer game. And um, I, I mean, my heart goes out to the families and, and people don't really know, right. You know, you want to support a great cause and, you know, maybe cancer hasn't impacted your life, but I think probably everybody uh, in one capacity or another has, has really been impacted by cancer. Um, unfortunately or fortunately, however you want to look at it, right. We're able to, to give joy and hope and love to people in our community, but also to, uh, you know, John Bayer, you know, Michael's father who passed, uh, he had bladder cancer and they found it late, you know, this past summer. So we were, you know, kind of dealing with that whole process. And then obviously uh, I still remember like it was yesterday at the, the Clifton Park YMCA, myself and Jalen Pickett uh, went to Evan Franz's 15th birthday party. You know, I, uh, you know, had a chance to, to spend time with him and, you know, throughout the, you know, three years, we, you know, we really got to, you know, know Evan uh, tremendously well, you know, we walked at the make a wish foundation walk over in, in Troy and, um, no, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Uh, and, and, you know, we always tell our guys, we want to live with enthusiasm, appreciation and toughness. And, um, you know, Evan embodied that, you know, his dad, John, and, and, and obviously his mom were, were tremendous, uh, supporters of ours, but also obviously of their son, trying to give him the best life possible. And, uh, you know, we honored him at our coaches versus cancer ball, um, this past, you know, this past fall. And, uh, you know, Evan was enrolled in coming to Siena. We did a, a special announcement for him in that, yep. uh, which was, which was great. And, you know, I still don't think people understand the magnitude of his toughness. And so if my guys can just embody a little bit of that on Friday night, um, we'll be okay. But obviously, uh, you know, it's, it's emotional. It's, uh, it's hard to, to talk about. I still, you know, kind of choke up a little bit when I have to talk about both those men, uh, just for the fact that, you know, we were able to kind of really get to know them and help them. And, uh, you know, John Bayer doctors told him when he came two weeks ago to our game, that that would most likely start his decline where he wouldn't ever recover. And, uh, you couldn't even tell, you know, he was smiling. He, he, he was able to get out of his wheelchair and stand in a huddle with us. And then obviously Evan, you know, anytime he was in our locker room, he was the one that always broke us down before we went out to play with one, two, three family. And, you know, I, I, I think the biggest thing is so many people use that word family in sports and uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it doesn't mean as much, but I think if you were to talk to anyone in our program, you know, that word family means a lot. And I think we were able to show that to Evan and his family was able to feel that as well as John Bayer and his family. And uh, that's what sports is about for me. You know, that's what being a leader is about. And that's what it's about when you can make a difference, you try to do all you can to help. Coach, as a, as a coach um, of, you know, there's, I say kids, they're, they're young men, but they're, you know, as an 18 to 22 year old, you're kind of in that stage where maybe you don't know even how to handle emotions yet quite. Um, they're not necessarily matured fully. As a guy who probably is looked at as a father figure by a lot of these kids, how have you handled the last kind of week? And, you know, have you guys done anything specific to kind of just be together um, and just to kind of handle emotions and let these guys feel whatever they're feeling? Yeah, you know, we uh, we we did a lot, you know, w with Michael, uh, you know, I get a text from his mom, obviously, and, and she was trying to find on Amazon a lapel pin uh, for, for John. 
uh, for his, his, his coffin and for his kind of arrangements. And, uh, so I had one and, uh, we brought it. So we said a prayer and I had everybody on our, in our program kind of touch it as we passed it around the circle. Um, so they kind of, you know, he, he had that, he had that with him. Uh, so he knew it was from all of us. It just wasn't just a, a lapel pin. And then obviously with Evan, the last time we got to FaceTime him, I stopped by the hospital a couple of weeks ago. I got to see his dad and hug his mom and dad. And, uh, you know, he was kind of in and out of sleep and I was able to kind of rub his leg, but you know, I've, I've really, uh, made my presence felt in the grotto over here. I think, uh, you know, probably every candle's lit in there and, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's tough. I think you, you know, everyone grieves differently. So you know, I'll find myself in the car sometimes before a shoot around or after shoot around when, when, you know, when you kind of, kind of have a moment to yourself to, to kind of just let, let some things out. And then, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta refocus and, and kind of do the job, but, uh, no, obviously tough week. And, and then obviously we don't even talk about coach Orr who passed, um, you know, I knew he was sick and, and coach Ewing tells me right before we play that, uh, he wasn't sure Lou was going to make it. So, uh, you know, they say things come in threes and, and I'm hoping, you know, you know, coach Demos here is, is of uh, Greek Orthodox. So, you know, he talks about, you know, hopefully that's the, 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 the last thing to fall. Um, but, you know, like I said, all we can do is continue to persevere and, and, and really, um, attack it head on, right. You, you can grieve and you can cry and you can be sad and emotional, and then you gotta you gotta push on because that's what Evan would want and that's what John would want and that's what they did um, in both their battles and that's why it's so important that that we do the best we can uh, to continue the battle with coaches versus cancer and you know that's you know one of the reasons and I don't know no one's really ever asked me they probably think it's because Mark Thomas you know gives me nice suits and I get to wear them and look really pretty on the sideline but um, you know this is our profession so I like being able to dress up but I also think it's important because now that's what suits and sneakers is about, right? It's not about, you know, being comfortable on the sideline because you can use uh, zip ups and, 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 you know, comfortable pants, you know, it's about being uncomfortable and doing something to draw attention to a great cause. So, you know, like I said, I always give credit to Will and Jamie Brown and Fran and, and Margaret McCaffrey for what they started here. And obviously, you know, Bob Curley passed and uh, you know, Ken Raymond has done just yeoman's work with uh what he's done and Lizzie Hunter, Anthony Marino, I could go on and on about the people at the American Cancer Society, but, you know, you have no idea the hurt that these families go through. Um, and then the financial obligations, you know, depending on what happens and, and how long they're in the hospital. So, you know, every dollar counts and that, that's what we want to do. You know, we want to just give when we can give And my wife, my, my, my wife, Laura and I are just, uh, really humbled that we're able to make an impact. You know, I think that's what it's about when you can make an impact. I mean, you have to, you know, and that's, that's kind of our obligation and responsibility, but it's also something that we get to do, right? You don't have to, you get to. And I think that's also an honor. Evan played baseball for my brother at Tamarack. And so I cried on TV yesterday talking about Evan. So I'm going to quickly pivot to something that is just going to lighten the moment a little bit here. I can't believe I have notes here and I wrote down still wearing suits. I, I want to ask you about this because the pandemic even gave Jay Wright the freedom to stop wearing a suit on the sideline. But man, you are always fresh on the sidelines, Karma. You, I know you just answered my question. I'm not going to make you go through it again, but um, but I just I noticed that about you that you you haven't gone to the sweat suit look 
on the sidelines yet. So let me ask you now about something else here, uh, and we will let you go because I know you've got a, a tight window. Uh, this guy who was delivering some coffee the other day, uh, do you trust him more with a game-winning shot or your dunking order? And that's Andrew Playtech. Yeah, you know, I he, he does, you know, he probably drinks what my my little kids like. He goes hot chocolate <laughs> with whipped cream. So um, I, I think that's a positive. You know, he's still young at heart for probably being, you know, older than uh, everybody on our roster and probably <laughs> maybe one of the oldest players in the country. But, uh, you know, so happy for Andrew. Uh, just to obviously, you know, he went through a, a lot of obstacles and adversity at North Carolina and then came here and went through it again with the, the Achilles injury. And now he's back and he's playing well and he's having fun. And, you know, so, so many positives, right. In that story. And, you know, I haven't gone to Duncan. My wife's from Boston. So she's a, you know, she loves Duncan and, you know, I, I've tried to give up the coffee. I've been more on the, the tea and the chai mm. tea, but Hey, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah, Chris is a big word. green tea guy. Yeah. Ice yep. cream, not hot. Uh, yep. Yeah, Coach. No, we just want to we want to bring attention to that. You guys obviously have the game on Friday. It, it's a big game. Um, two of the better teams in the MAC, but you're doing so much more, which I think is kind of what we wanted to talk about. The basketball is great, but at a time like this, um, I think it's more important that we you know bring attention to people like Evan and Mr. Bear, um, and and we hope that people go buy tickets. You know, donate if you feel so inclined. Um, it's a really great event and, and there will be a, listen, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a little bit of uh, more emotion on Friday when you take the court and you think about those guys, but now you've got two extra reasons to play, you know, the rest of the season and beyond. So, um, thank you for everything you do, Laura, obviously, uh, the killings family, and you already mentioned the two, two families who started this whole thing. So we appreciate the time. Uh, we appreciate it. We're looking forward to, uh, you know, it's our gold rush game as well. So, I uh, had a pep rally uh, yesterday up at our student union and, and really expecting our, our fans and our students to turn out. And, you know, we need that positive energy in the uh, in the arena. It'll be nice to see. And and then obviously you have uh, an opportunity to remain in first place and, and you know, play a, a legendary Hall of Fame coach and coach Patino and a, a team that everyone anointed champs before the season even started. Uh, so for me, I, we don't need any motivation. You know, people <laughs> are in, intrinsically motivated and you know, we have to get better every day, regardless of the outcome of these next games. Uh, you know, we want to win every time we step on the floor, but we got to be playing our best basketball in March in Atlantic City. And then the goal is to get to the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, I'm going to knock on some wood right now. We just got to continue to get healthy and get healthier. Yep. Uh, and we'll go from there. But I, I love our group. I love our commitment to one another. And, and I love their heart. And I think that's the one thing you can't measure. So I think, you know, you look at all these statistical gurus, uh, I think they give us a 14% chance to actually win the Mac this year. Yeah, we're in first place right now. So, you know, I don't think it's all numbers, right? Just yeah. like you can't judge somebody's heart. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll play with a ton of that on Friday night. And, and obviously the two men we lost uh, had a ton of heart. So thank you guys so much. I don't really, I didn't get to really say this in my prior life, but now that I'm out of the, the world a little bit, go beat those gales, man. Thanks so thank much. Thank you, Carm. See you, buddy. That's Car Massarello, the head coach of the Siena men's basketball team, uh, good enough to join us on what's been a very difficult week for yep. that program, the two losses uh, that they've had, and, and it just kind of happens mm -hmm. to coincide with their coaches versus cancer week and the game Friday night uh, against Iona. You said it, Ash, if you're able to go go to this game. Um, I mean, number I, one, I, it'll be great basketball, but no doubt. Right. there will be 
a lot in that arena that you'll experience that won't be kind of like anything else you've ever experienced probably. So. Yeah. Okay. Back right after this. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose. Claim your crown. And now back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Shout out to Jimmy Miller and NYSCOBA, uh, the great work that they do and the incredible partnerships they have beyond this little show uh, in Albany, New York, uh, and what they're able to do uh, charitable-wise, mm-hmm. Charity, charitably, charitably, there it is, charitably. Charity-wise, uh, charitably. Around yeah. the state, uh, on top of what they do in the Capital Region, they are always present in uh in helping out organizations and, and families that uh, that need it, even if you don't see their name attached to it. Uh, the Firewolves are a proud sponsor of the show as well. We'll get back to our weekly Follow the Pack segment yep. next week. But On a buy. we've got a bye and a and a road game. Two road games. Two, road games. two road games. I think we'll get players back still for yep. the road games. Yep. Uh, but yeah, bye and two road games. So we're not back until February 18th, I believe, home. All right, we've got some business still to take care of here. Oh, by the way, we have to pick the two games. Here we go. And now your weekly NFL Pick'em. Presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Holly and Serge and the great team at Saratoga Courage Distillery uh, are presenting sponsor of our picks each and every single week on the show. And I always say, how are we doing? Well, we're well, we're not doing as well as you thought we did, <laughs> but not to blow up your spot or anything. No, it's okay. I thought we were both three and one. I, I, I was feeling pretty good about it. And then I realized, oh, wait, no, we both picked the bills. Yeah. And I, the only reason it triggered anything, I, normally I don't second guess you, but I knew that we picked two opposite teams. So I thought, I don't even think that's possible mm. for us mm-hmm. to both be three and one. I mean, I know mm-hmm. it's not possible, but yep. <laughs> mathematically. Yep. Yeah, unfortunately, so you stay, one, two. yeah, you stay a game over 500 and I stay a game back of you still at this, this point. This is a big week because if I go in a game up to the Super Bowl, then we can only end up even. Mm-hmm. So this could decide who wins it all. First game of the day is the three o'clock kick in Philadelphia. The Niners and the Eagles, Philly favored by two and a half. I am taking the home team. I've said it all show. People are getting caught up. And look, the Niners are are very, very good. But I just think people are forgetting how good Philadelphia was prior to the Hurts injury. Well, he's back. And he proved last week. I was going to say, people, if they forgot, they, they learned last week real quick. That he's healthy. And Smack I the think Giants right out of the playoffs. A.J. Brown with a monster game. Um, 
monster game on Sunday. Eagles win and they cover. Okay. We're just picking straight up winners, right? I'm going, listen, you have two of the best defenses in football. Um, I would, the Eagles have the best rushing game in football, but oh, guess what? The, the, the Niners have Christian McCaffrey, so their running game isn't too bad either. But I and they, love, have, and they have one of the best rush defenses. Yeah, I love I love Kittle. I, I've I've named the weapons before, but yeah. it, you can name them on both teams, and you've got you know handfuls of them. So this to me is the I know people want to talk about the AFC. I think this will be the more underrated game of the two because everybody wants Chiefs Bengals. Everybody wanted Chiefs Bengals or some version of Chiefs Bills Bengals. But I don't know that people are giving these two teams enough love, even though they're two, the best, two of the best teams in the NFL right now. How about this? If San Francisco wins, Purdy, first rookie quarterback ever to start a Super Bowl, first oh. third-string quarterback ever to start a Super Bowl, <laughs> lowest drafted quarterback wow. to start a Super Bowl. Wow. Now, backups have started and won, yep. um, but never a third-stringer, wow. never a rookie. How about that? Never a rookie. That's pretty amazing. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, but – yeah. And listen, it wouldn't have been, like we said, circumstances had to kind of fortuitously fall their way in order for this to happen. So, or I guess fortuitously for him, maybe not for the Niners, but it's yeah. turned out fortuitous for them. And this talk that like, oh, Jimmy G might be healthy enough to play in the NFC Championship. There, there's no chance that was ever going to happen. This is Brock Purdy's team. By the way, I'm picking the Niners because I can't, under any circumstances, pick the Eagles. Like I couldn't pick the Cowboys. I also just think the Niners are a really good team. I wouldn't be surprised if either one of those teams wins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and here we go. The nightcap. 6.30 Sunday. Chiefs favored by a point and a half. We are, but you are on Cincinnati. I, you are, I told you. you I'll be so cheering for the Chiefs. Of- I'm cheering for the Chiefs. Okay. Just riding cheering. the wave. That is the Bengals. Joe Burrow's 3-0 and against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I'm riding the wave. But I don't wish for them to win. And I'm betting on Mahomes just not being healthy enough to be Patrick Mahomes all the time. And there's just something different about Joe Burrow. This yeah. guy is He's Joe Cool. That's what they call him. He's that guy. He is proving to be that guy. Go ahead. Jay, I don't hate Cincinnati. I'm just sick of them. <laughs> I, I really do like Joe Burrow and I, I liked the story that was the Bengals. I thought it was cool that they got to the Super Bowl last year, but now I'm sick of them. So, Okay, so I've got the Eagles, you've got the Niners, and then we both have Cincinnati. Uh, Would be fun Super Bowl either way. I think Cincinnati against either one of those, that that would be fun. I would would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Uh, Final thought of the show after this. The Albany Firewolves professional indoor lacrosse team invites you to join us on Saturday, February 18th for our Box Out Cancer Night, presented by the American Cancer Society. Come witness our epic showdown with the Las Vegas Desert Dogs at 7 p.m. at the MVP Arena in Albany. Get your tickets now at albanyfirewolves.com. Join the pack. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. This final topic that I kind of threw in here is is hardly a footnote. Um, It is historic, and it is wonderful to see the bounce back that Michaela Schifrin has in her after 
even she would say an incredibly disappointing Olympics. What, what, yeah. what did she, she didn't say I choked. What, what did she say though? Something like you, you couldn't do any worse yeah. than I've done. Yeah. I'm, it was, I mean, it was pretty self-deprecating, but it, in like a, you know, not healthy really way. So, yeah, I don't know. I thought it showed good no. maturity and, and understanding that life is bigger than what happened well, I think everyone made such a big deal out of it. But when yeah. you're the greatest skier on the planet, that's what happens. And she's proving it now. She's got more wins yep. than any other woman in World Cup competition. Uh, 84 of them. 83 was the record breaker. Vaughn had 82. Uh, but now Michaela is up to 84. Uh, and she is chasing Ingemar Stenmark uh, from Denmark. Um or is he Swedish? Maybe he's Swedish. That would make sense. Sweden's Ingemar Stenmark. Um, and she's only three away from breaking that. So she's hot on his heels. Yeah, I mean, she will very soon. And she's got another Olympic run in her here, too. At no 27, doubt. she's got another Olympic run in her. It would be great to see that part of the redemption come to fruition as well. Yeah. Listen, it was tough to watch. Obviously we had the Olympics. Um, so we were very much involved. She has family in Albany and Berkshire counties, which we're quick to remind people of, um, sure. aunts and uncles and all kinds of, you know, it's, uh, yeah. so it's great. We, we pretend like she's ours, which is, is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it was tough to watch that performance because you knew obviously how much it got blown out of proportion, how much that would have affected her. She's her own biggest critic when you, disqualify on all these runs or do not finish. Right. I think is what they call it. Um, it's heartbreaking enough, but the whole world is watching you and judging you and talking about how much of a disappointment you are when they couldn't ski down the hill in their backyard. So it, it's good to see her doing these things. And this is when people don't necessarily pay attention to it, which is, is the laughable part. Like you're going to go judge her when she skis the Olympics and yet you don't pay attention to the world cup. So right. we're giving her love now. Yeah. Uh, Sam did say he is from Sweden. That's right. And and 86, right, is the record. So three more breaks what uh, Stenmark has. Stenmark um, from I've, Sweden. I've got, you know, 40 seconds here. Go ahead. Um, but you knew Evan well. I knew him well well enough anyway. You knew him well. We're family members. But the fact that he played for my brother on, on the baseball team, got to interview him a number of times. You followed him out to Pittsfield. Uh, to cover him when he was with the Brockton Rocks. Um, yeah. So many people were part of his journey. Mm -hmm. um, but I will just leave everyone with, with this. Given all that he went through, brain cancer twice, if he ever had a bad day, he never let you see it. And, man, it would be great if we could all kind of emulate that going forward.